Welcome to DFS with Fields of Fantasy, hosted by Johnny B, Dowie, and our DFS expert, Riku. Welcome to the Fields of Fantasy Week 15 DFS episode. This week, it's a solo episode, which I'll be doing myself. Looking forward to this one. The format's going to be a bit different to what we've had in previous weeks uh, with the full gang. So this week, we'll be looking at the DFS slate for the, the Sunday games. We do have a Saturday game and Saturday games as well, a shorter Saturday slate. But just looking back at last week, it was a bit of a different week than what we've had in the previous uh, few weeks. Uh, had a terrible week. We we had a few games last week which we were expecting to shoot out. So the Chiefs against the Bills, uh, which was much lower scoring than anticipated, and also there was a few other games where which didn't play out the way that we wanted. So the 49ers against the Seahawks. Debo Samuel was the only player in that game who returned a tournament worthy score. However, we didn't have many other other tournament-worthy scores from some of the games anticipated. However, if we're looking at the high-scoring game last week, that came from, from a DFS point of view. That was the Ravens against the Rams, uh, which was predicted to be a weather game. Uh, and that one, uh, we had some good outings from Lamar Jackson, Isaiah Likely, OBJ, and from the Rams side, Cooper Cup and others. The, the interesting thing last week is actually the Falcons against the Bucks, where the Falcons put up 25 points against the Bucks, uh, who put up 29 points. If we go back to the Vegas totals for uh, that game, the Falcons against uh, the Bucks, that was going to be a 39-game total and actually ended up much exceeding that one. And that was a Desmond Ritter game. I think the other interesting development that we saw last week is uh, yet again, Zach Moss let us down in a great spot. So I think most people are going to be off Zach Moss for the rest of the season. But we had the emergence of that kind of mid-tier tight ends where David Njuku, Isaiah Likely, Evan Ingram, all putting up very good scores uh, given their price tags. So they sort of outbid, you know, they performed better than the likes of Kelsey and others. So uh, I think it's a... It was an interesting week last week. It didn't go the way I wanted. Looking ahead at the week 15 Sunday DFS slate, uh, we have a 10-game slate with quite a few low total games. So if we're looking at the early portion of the week, there's only Miami that's expected to put in, who are playing against the Jets, over 24 points. And the rest of the games, including uh, the Chiefs and Patriots, they're hovering under the under the 40 total points. I think the interesting one from the early portion of the Slate is the Packers playing against the Bucks, and we know the Packers have been a uh, pass funnel defense. Bucks have been a pass funnel defense, so the Packers and Jordan Love have a good opportunity to put up points. That's a 42 total. On the latest slate, on this 10 game slate, we've got three games which are hovering that 50 point total. So we've got the Cardinals against the 49ers, where the 49ers are expected to absolutely crown the Cardinals. We have the Rams against the Commanders, where the Rams are good favourites, but we know the Commanders, uh, Washington Commanders, put up a good sort of fight against any team, and they'll continue to throw the ball. And then finally, I think we've got the Crown Jewel, which is going to be an interesting game and has lots of playoff implications. The Bulls are home against the Cowboys, who are coming off a very impressive win against uh, the Eagles. So uh, it's Josh Allen against Dak Prescott. I think we're looking at actually a game that has some implications on the MVP battle for this season. So 
Three games uh, were over a 45 total. That's the Cardinals against the 49ers, the Rams against the Commanders, and the Bulls against the Cowboys. The other game, which I noted earlier, is the Packers against the Buccaneers, uh, which is in the early portion of the slate. So how I think people are going to build this week is they'll have a few players from the early portion of the slate, and then they'll have a lot of players in the late portion of the slate. But what we're going to do shortly, I'm going to give a sort of an overview of the plays that I like for the week and who I think are going to be interesting options throughout the slate. This time of the season, what tends to happen is pricing becomes very efficient. And what that means from DFS perspective is that you don't get many cheap bargains unless there's a lot of late injury news. And we dealt with a lot of that last week. So Amari Cooper, for example, wasn't expected to play. He played. And what that meant is um, Elijah Moore, for example, who was going to be a cheap pivot option, a wide receiver, didn't become as good of an option. What that means is that now this week we'll have some a lot of QBs priced around that 8K mark. So you've got Patrick Mahomes, Tua, Prescott and Allen all priced around that 8K mark. But then there's a lot of QBs on the 6K range. So you've got Love, Howell, Murray, Purdy and Stafford all in the 6K range. So which QBs do I like? Uh, I like Jordan Love. Uh, 6,200 against the Bucs. As mentioned earlier, the Bucs are very much uh, pass-funnel defense, so QBs have been able to put really good points against them. So I think this is a great spot for Jordan Love, who didn't have his best game against the Giants. However, he had 24 points just rounding that up. Uh, actually, best against them. That was against uh, the Chief. Uh, had an updated, yeah. But yeah, he had, a, he had an okay game. But what we saw against uh, Detroit and Chargers and KC, uh, we saw that Jordan Love's actually had a sort of late season season resurgence, which means that I think against this box defense at 6,200 is a good option. The other one I like is uh, Rams against the Commanders game environment. So you've got Stafford priced at 6,000 against a poor Commanders secondary. Uh, he's put up over 22 points in his last three games. Uh, which is the first time in the season he's done that. So after they sort of bye week, he's become a lot better and the offense has really clicked. Uh, so I think Stafford's interesting. I also do like Sam Howell at 6,300. But the problem I always have with Sam Howell is he's very hard to stack. And he's got three games around that 30-point mark, which is really hard to come by. But those, you know, lots of pass attempts, and those can end up going to... Uh, Curtis Samuel, even, you know, Brian Robinson in one instance, Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas, Deami Brown, or Johan Dotson. So it's really hard to stack Sam Howell, and that's why I find him quite a problematic uh, player to pick. Uh, the, the final QB I'll note is Joe Flacco, which is gross, 5,500 against the Chicago Bears. The Browns are playing at home. Flacco's had two games this season. In terms of attempts, he's thrown the ball 44 45 times last week he went three touchdowns one interception uh he went 311 yards on 45 attempts and 26 completions i like that because i don't think the bears are particularly good at the good in their secondary but they are very strong as a run defense so i think flacco at that 5500 price is interesting the only thing that you're looking at when you're picking a joe flacco at that price range which is only a bit cheaper than Stafford or Love or Sam Howell, is that he actually ends up beating that tier of quarterback. And that's what you're looking at for Joe Flacco. But I think against the Spurs team, I think is interesting. So this week, 
none of the high-priced QBs, at least initially, interest me. And I think the mid-range is very interesting for all of those reasons. Running backs, we've got Christian McCaffrey on the top against the Cardinals, which is a smash spot for him. Uh, last week, he had a decent real-life game, but no great fantasy game. So he went for 145 yards, but only had one target and reception. Uh, he had no touchdown, so that's 19 points. At that kind of $9,000 price mark, where you're looking for something close to 30, 40 points. On the high price ones, the highest price running back I like is Kyron Williams from the Rams at 7,500 against uh, the Commanders. He sees a lot of targets. He carries the ball over 20 times. He's put up 20 and 17.3 uh, points in his last two games. However, we have seen him put up over 30 points twice this year, and they use him a lot in the passing game. So I think against the Commanders, I wouldn't be adverse to stacking Stafford, even with Kyron Williams, and then maybe Kapuka Nakua or Cooper Cup, but I don't think you necessarily need that. Bijan Robinson, 6,800 against the Panther, uh, Carolina Panthers. Uh, Panthers are one of the worst run defences in the NFL. Bijan Robinson, since they bye week, has assumed a workhorse role. So in terms of opportunities, you know, he's seen a bulk of the work and over five targets in his last three games. So I think against this uh, Panthers team, he could be easily the highest scoring uh, running back on the slate. Of course, the worry with Bijan Robinson is always uh, Tyler Algier vulturing those touchdowns. A couple of other ones, quick notes. I think Rashad White against the Packers. Packers for years have been very bad under Joe Barry at run defense. And Rashad White, although he's not super efficient as a running back, um, he's had a few good games over the last few weeks. Uh, last week, he put up uh, 24.5 points, but he gets a lot of targets. So I think Rashad White at 7,000 is a nice pivot off, say, Mostert, uh, Kyron Williams, and that range. Finally, I think Brees Hall against the Dolphins. Uh, we saw Derrick Henry have a good game. Uh, against uh, Miami. Um, I think Miami's run defense has been uh, weakened by the injury of Jalen Phillips. So I think in a game script where Brees Hall, where, you know, the Jets are able to keep it relatively close, uh, he's quite solid. But actually, if they are chasing, if you look at the targets that Brees Hall has had over the last three weeks, you've got nine, eight, and nine targets. That's wide receiver numbers. Um and he gets another 10, 13 attempts in the goal line work. So I think at that 6,400 price range, Brees Hall is a very interesting option against the Dolphins in a negative game script. But I think it's a good week for those high-priced RBs. As it stands, uh, I haven't, none of the cheap RBs at the moment sort of take my interest. Like last week, we obviously saw the Chiefs RB situation, which ended up being, uh, you know, Clyde edwards and Jared McKinnon were sort of both in play at a very cheap price tag. So we'll have to see how the week plays out. However, initial thoughts, I'm probably going to stick around that 67k range RB. Wide receivers. In the high end, you've got Tyreek Hill at 9,900. That's an 10,000 against the Jets. You would need Tyreek Hill who to put up 35, 40 points uh, to really separate at that price tag and be much higher scoring than, say, a Lamb, Diggs or Cooper Cup in order for him to pay off his price tag. I'm not probably going to play much of Tyreek Hill, partly because I think Sauce Gardner will be shadowing him, and I think the Jets actually secondary stronger than they uh, defensive front. But the guys I like are Brandon Ayuk at 7,200. 
I think this is a great spot for him, uh, given his downfield role. I think he's a nice pivot as well of uh, CMC. So anytime you have Brandon Ayuk in a lineup and you don't have CMC, uh, I think it's a good way to get off some of that CMC ownership. And also, we've seen Brandon Ayuk. He hasn't had a ceiling game for a few weeks, but he put up 20 points uh, last week. So I think he's an interesting option. The other one I like is Chris Olave. Derek Carr clearly isn't healthy, but Olave has been quite solid. Uh, and in a downfield role against the Giants, they have a very poor secondary. Olave can get there with a few catches at 7,100. And that's not out of the realms of possibility. However, if Carr weren't to play and Jameis Winston were to play, I think Olave becomes much more interesting and popular. A couple of more wide receivers. Amari Cooper, 6,000. I played quite a lot better for Amari Cooper last week. So with Flacco throwing the ball so much, Amari Cooper hasn't put up over 20 points since week nine. However, he had 14 targets, seven receptions and 77 yards against the Jags. And I assume against Chicago, they have a good run defense and Flacco throwing the ball. Amari Cooper at 6,000 is a very interesting option. So I think Amari Cooper at 6,000 is a nice kind of mid-range wide receiver. And finally, a couple of cheap options. We have Jaden Reed, 4,900 against that box, that poor box secondary. Uh, he's kind of become the number one option with Christian Watson out and he's seen a lot of targets and he's scored close to 20 points in four games uh, this season. So I think, you know, Jaden Reed at 4,900 could easily put up a 4x price score. And then it's still early in the week with punt option. There's a few ones that I quite like. So I do like a bit Jalen Hyatt against the Saints just because Tommy David those chucking the ball. So Jalen Hyatt from the Giants, 3,200 against the Saints. Interesting option. But the one that I really sort of called out and liked is a best uh, forgotten man, uh, who is Michael Wilson, 3,300 uh, for the Cardinals against the 49ers. He hasn't played since week 10, but in Kyler Murray's first outing, he had six targets. So I think in this game where the Cardinals are going to have to throw the ball in order to win and keep it competitive, I think Michael Wilson can have a good outing and his role is very different to uh, Randall Moore's, you know, who are more short target guys. So I think Michael Wilson's interesting from that point of view. Moving on to tight end, Dowie's least favourite position. A uh, few names to call out. You've got Jake Ferguson against the Bills. So Jake Ferguson for the Cowboys, 4,800 against the Bills. I mean, he's a trusted target for Dak Prescott. He sees around eight targets in competitive games. He can put up good scores. And I think in many ways, he's the secondary receiving option for that team. So I think he's very interesting. And I'll be looking at him against uh, the Bulls. He's also nice leverage of CD Lamb. I think he'll be popular, but he'll be nice leverage of CD Lamb. The in injury report one to monitor is Darren Waller against uh, for the Giants against the Saints. Waller hasn't had, he's had two games that are decent this season. However, with uh, Tommy DeVito, they're throwing the ball a lot more. So for 4,400, I think Waller's interesting coming off the injury report, particularly if there's reports that he's healthy. And then finally, I'm going to go for my cheap punt tight end. I know there's, for example, Dawson Knox's 2,700, and, you know, he had three receptions in the last game. But the one that I really like is... Jonu Smith. Um, Jonu Smith for the Falcons, 2,800 against the Carolina Panthers. He had seven targets in his last game. We've seen him have one game where he's gone for, you know, 100 yards 
by quite a few games where he's getting, uh, you know, over 12, 13 points. And the bet there with John Smith is if, at 2,800, if he manages to get you 15 points or so, and no other tight end goes for more than 20, 25, you know, if you can get that for cheap production for that price, you'll be laughing. So I like John Smith, but one I'll note who's going to be popular, he's going to be Tucker Craft for the Packers. He's getting quite a bit of targets, but I think he'll need definitely a touchdown to get there, as will John Smith, but I think if John o. Smith is cheap uh, compared to Tucker Craft, I think and not not well owned, I think he'll be interesting. And finally, uh, DST, uh, we have the Cowboys at three thousand two hundred uh, facing the Bills. Josh Allen has played really well over the last few weeks. However, the Cowboys have an elite defense uh, that can get sacks and turnovers. I mean, they kept you know they got eleven points against the Eagles and Hurts. Uh, Josh Allen will throw the ball a lot. So with that, that's the kind of defense I like to target. Somebody that can, you know, get interceptions, but also get sacks and pressure. And if it's a high pace game, there might be a lot of turnovers and sacks. So I really do like that one. So Cowboys at 3,200. And finally, the Bears against 3,300 against Cleveland uh, Browns. I think a lot of people still think about the Bears as a very bad defense. However, over the last few weeks, they've definitely improved. And with Joe Flacco throwing the ball a lot, and Joe Flacco can be turnover prone, if you're not looking to play any Cleveland Browns pieces, I think the Bears are interesting. The other thing is they've become a lot better getting pressure uh, after the acquisition of Montez Sweat from Washington Commanders. So that's it. That's me for the week. Uh, those are my initial thoughts. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe on all different platforms. And we have our weekly contest, Fields of Fantasy DFS contest. So do register. There'll be a link in the description. But also, if you have if you joined the league, you should have a notification in your DraftKings app. Let's look forward to this week. We don't have many weeks of the regular season left. And as I mentioned earlier, we also do have a Saturday slate with three games. So for all you action junkies that love both NFL and DFS, there's a good opportunity to play a couple of slates uh, on one on Saturday and one on Sunday. So let's uh, enjoy that and we'll speak to you all soon.